This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. Ministering is the servant of God, a pastor in the house, Pastor Rotimi Uluagbohun. Remain blessed as you listen. Hallelujah. When Bayo was inviting married to singles, uh, singles meeting, I was like, well, the word of God is ever fresh. And so it is the word of God that we spoken of anyway. Oh, no, there's a facilitator already. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The word of God is ever true. It is not still, can never be still, forever and ever. His word is settled. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Father, we give you praise. We exalt your name. We choose your way because your way it's all evil. We choose to fear you because your fear is the beginning of wisdom. We choose, O oh Lord, your word because it abides forever. Lord, we've come to your presence this morning again. Not that we left, but as a corporate house, we have gathered unto you this morning and we ask that you take your place. Lord, we know you are here. We yield the atmosphere, the spiritual atmosphere, our bodies, our souls to you. We ask that you take over. Open our eyes of the Spirit. Open our ears of the Spirit. Open our hearts to receive and to know you. At the end of this meeting, Lord, we ask that your glory would have come upon us and you will be praised from the fruits that will be yielded even from this meeting. Glory to your name, Father. Train us in righteousness. Correct us. Bring us to a place of alignment with your purposes and your plans for our lives. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, I believe we all remember our theme for this month. Let's chorus it. One, two, go. Uh, it didn't rain this morning, so uh, it shouldn't be cold. Maybe we'll be having coffee at the back. For those who are cold, just step up, take some coffee to be warm. I need our voices to be louder than that. What is our theme for this month? Meaning in life. Interesting. I, I, let's leave that for later. Mm-hmm. Our theme is being fashioned or remodified. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right, so um, reigning in life. Last week, our senior pastor took us through uh, an introduction 
And today we are going further. Say we are going further. We are going deeper. In Jesus' name. All right. So this first service will begin with a general theme or topic reigning in your space. But for this particular meeting or this service, we'll be looking at understanding what it means to reign. Understanding what it means to reign in life. I mean, um, when we say reign, she gave us some definitions. We talk about influence or exercising influence and control. You're exercising authority. You're exercising some form of uh, dominion. And that quickly takes us to Genesis chapter 1, uh, verse 28, where God gave man uh, the, would you call it, summation of his reason for being created. Praise the Lord. And then he said, let's put it up. He said, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that has, uh, creeps on the surface of the earth, over everything that the Lord has created. In other words, everything is subject or should be subject to man. Praise the Lord. Look at it. He said, okay, this is uh, 26. I said 28, 28. Okay, yeah. Leave it at 26. Let's start from here. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the, of the seed, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over the, all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man. He created man in what? In his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and what? Female. Then God blessed them. And God said to them, be what? Fruitful. And multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Please continue. The essence of our being, the reason why God created us is to be like him. Praise the Lord. The devil knew that because of some sort, he had tasted heaven. He had tasted what it means to live in the presence of God. He understood what it means for relationship with the creator. Praise the Lord. And because of sin in him, he lost that position. And any creation or any intent of God to have some sort of fellowship such as he had, he wanted to cut it off. Why? Because he needed to remain, uh, would you call it, relevant. He wanted to remain relevant. Unfortunately, man fell. And then we went all through the roller coaster from Adam to, and then to Cain and Abel. And then to the Israelites. And then the New Testament came up. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for the plan of salvation. We thank God for what God had intended in his mind, knowing what the devil would do. The Bible says that Jesus is the lamb that was slain from foundation of the world. In other words, before Eve sinned, before man fell, the lamb had been slain in the spirit. 
Jesus had offered himself as a sacrifice for man's sins to restore man back to God. So in other words, if we are saying we are reigning in life, we need to have the proper perspective of who and whose we are. Praise the Lord. I hope we got that. Who we are and whose we are. In other words, when you say who are you, of course, you might go different directions. Probably your family direction or your status direction. You know, most people will rather go towards status direction if their family direction is not in tandem with status direction. We want to look good. Praise the Lord. We want to look good in the eyes of people. We want to feel relevant. We want to feel important and regarded. So we look towards the directions of what we make people know that we are reigning or we are in control, or we have influence, or we have some level of authority, or we have people around us that are giving us uh, accolades, as some will call it. Praise the Lord. Recognizing us, regarding us, and making us feel good. Amen. Of course, that's the essence of status anyway. Amen. So, reigning in life in the perspective of man has the thought process of me. How do I look? What do people say about me? So we walk day and night. We make efforts. We go through rigors to ensure that some form of some sort will look good. And by the way, we are all looking good this morning. But then, that is not what we are talking about. It's not about looking good in the eyes of others with respect to how you want them to feel about you. It's not about looking good with respect to status, status related directly now to what you have or what you project out there. Amen. Let's go to Romans chapter 5, our theme scripture. Romans chapter 5, verse 17. Um, media, if you can, please bring it up in the Good News translation. Romans chapter 5, verse 17. All right. It is true that through the sin of one man, death began to rule because of that one man. But how much greater is the result of what was done by one man? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's take that again. But how much greater is the result of what was done? In other words, there was an action. There was an activity. There was an intention to do something about the first part of that passage. Praise the Lord. He said, how much greater is the result of what was done by one man? Who is that? Jesus Christ. All who receive God's abundant grace. In other words, by his action, we have abundant grace. And are freely put right with him. That's the gift of righteousness in some other translations. Praise the Lord. And what is righteousness? Righteousness is what? Acting rightly or living rightly in God's way. 
We, we sang earlier, we choose the way of the Lord. The way of the Lord is the way of wisdom. I like the way the kings and priests uh, did the verses. But then let me do a little tweak because uh, you need to put the right words in the right places for it to align with the word. Amen. So kings and priests, listen. The way of... Uh, choose the way, okay? The way that hates all evil. Fear of the Lord. Wisdom, all right? Let, let that follow. The last one is okay. All right? So that we can flow with the word. Hmm? Amen. God bless you. Um, so, choosing God's way, meaning you are saying you are going to live righteously the way he has called you and I to live. Because why? He is a righteous God. And we have been created in what? In his image. In his own image. Praise the Lord. So, if we are defining reigning, we can say that reigning in life is all about living the way of God as he has called us to. Any other one or any other definition outside or that does not have these elements, that is living the way of God or that does not have the element of actually uh, coming into his purpose, is a misalignment. Why? Because it now goes back to the initial definition I had where you talk about uh, wanting to feel relevant, wanting to be known, wanting to have some say in everything, wanting to be regarded. It's okay to be wanting to be regarded, but then when you are doing this in self, then you are choosing a way that is outside of God's way. Praise the Lord. Now, the essence of life in itself is defeated if it is not lived for a purpose. I'll tell that again. The essence of life in itself is what? Defeated if it is not lived for a purpose. If you don't live your life for a purpose, whether you are a married man or a married woman in a married relationship, why did you go into marriage? Praise the Lord. Why did you what? Go into marriage. There is a purpose for marriage. So if you come into marriage without the knowledge of the purpose for marriage, then you have lost a major, major uh, 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 reason or essence for that marriage. Hence, whatever the marriage will yield as a result will be far away from the purpose for marriage. Praise the Lord. So any man, conversely, that comes into marriage, or a woman that comes into marriage, knowing that, oh, this is the purpose for marriage, God's standard, and I step into it, understanding that purpose, then delivery of the results, according to God's mind, will be achieved. Praise the Lord. We don't come into anything by chance. It is either intentional or unintentional. That is, with, with activity, that is your action or inaction. They say you fail, uh, how do they put it? If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So there is a planning. Ignorance is not an excuse in law, as they say. The wages of sin is death. So if you say, ah, I don't know, uh -uh. there's nothing like that. Praise the Lord. God has given us the opportunity from his word and by his Holy Spirit to see what he wants us to uh, become or who we are. 
They are all written in the Bible. The written word. And we also have the proceeding word. As we engage him, the illumination he gives us, the words of prophecy we receive, the preaching from another uh, 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 person, and then we receive secondary illumination on aspects of our lives concerning our marriage, concerning our children, how we do business, how we live in our society, in our neighborhood, what they know us for, what we are engaging in as, I mean, in our spheres of influence, in our lives. What a man calls his purpose or a woman calls his purpose for living, if it is outside God's purpose for his life, he has lost the, 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 the opportunity to say he's reigning in life. Amen. Amen. This is why from childhood, we would hear children say, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a sailor. I want to be a pilot. I want to be all manner of things. But then as they grow, that becomes redefined. Some of them actually become those. Some of them, they get it twisted. Why? Because of one, probably the foundation that they were given in life, their parents or where they lived, or because of their inclination to the things of God as they came into purpose, as they came into understanding. Now, you going away from what you said you would be when you were a child is not necessarily a bad thing. Why? Because as you grew older, as you became a child of God, God began to work on your mind. He began to work on your intellect. He began to work on your desires. He began to work on your cravings such that you began to crave what he craved. Psalm 1 verse 1 to 3. His delight is in the law of the Lord and he meditates on it what? Day and night. That brings an understanding that, okay, if he delights in the law of the Lord, if he delights in the ways of God, if he delights in the purposes of God, then his life will be fashioned after that. But his initial uh, default was the default of the flesh, whereby his hunger, his desires, his tests are towards the things of the world and how the world thinks about status, reigning. Remember, we said influence or exercising influence and control or uh, being in authority or ruling is what reigning is all about, right? But that is being redefined in quote when it comes to the kingdom of God. Praise the Lord. As they grow, of course, we've said that we, we invest our lives in courses hoping to relieve or to achieve rather great things from those courses or at least get some fulfillment. Some of us have businesses in jobs, careers. We are doing one thing or the other. We are pouring ourselves into it. The question is, how much of God or God's purpose or God's instructions did you receive before starting one? And then did you continue to receive and do why you were in it or why you are in it? Any venture, any endeavor that is begun outside of the direction of the kingdom, outside of receiving purpose for that thing, is a misalignment. 
for some of us, it's all about, ah, I need to uh, 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 show that I am this or that. We know for some of our parents, and even for some of us today, our generation, we want our children to be doctors. We want our children to be lawyers. I mean, we know the top in class, in quote, careers, such that when you are going out, as they say, ah, mama lawyer, mama doctor. If God's purpose or plans for that child is not to be a doctor, let's say it's supposed to be a footballer. Of course, let me not use footballer. It seems footballer is a, footballing rather is a, is a what do you call it? Uh, profitable business now. Let me put it that way. The day that Neymar signed for PSG, was it PSG? That he signed in singlet and shorts. And then he was being paid. Um, how much was he being paid then? I can't remember now. 200,000. Can someone remind me, please? I knew it was huge sum, huge sum of money. Some, oh, two point something million. 222 million. Jesus is Lord. No controversy. Let our eyes be focused. Don't look at 222 million. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I know people who went online and said, Ah, as my child is coming out, I'll put footballer, I'll football rather, at his feet. Baby, this is what you are going to do. Why? Because they are thinking of money. They are thinking of, they are thinking of what they will use that money for. They have already itemized. Ah, I'll do this, I'll do this, I'll do that. Before they even think of, okay, mommy, mommy will take, or daddy will take this one. Uncles, if I don't give them, they won't leave me. Oh yeah, let me give them this one. Praise the Lord. Our drive, what drives us has become material things. Money. When Jesus was speaking, he said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and every other thing. In other words, our drive should not be what we will get. Of course, he has said he will take care of us. Every other thing will be added. But we seem to, at each time, are struggling with making the decision. Should my judgment, should my decision be based on what I will get out of this business? What I will get out of this career? What I will get out of this meeting? What I will get out of this transaction? Our hunger and our thirst after righteousness, after the way the Lord wants us to live, He said it will be satisfied. But we cannot have that satisfaction or fulfillment, one, in other things, and then two, in the way, uh, 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 unless we hunger and we thirst after His righteousness. Seek first the kingdom of God and His ways of doing things. Verse 17 of that Romans 5 says that abundance grace, abundant grace rather, had been given to us. In other words, he had made all things 
to support our being in the status of reigning in life available to us. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. In the passage of Scripture, it says, All that we need for life and godliness has been given to us. Last week or some days ago, hearing about Elon Musk, I know we know Elon Musk. Can't see heads nodding. Do we know Elon Musk? Mm, some people are saying, Yes, 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 I know Elon Musk. Does he know you? <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> he doesn't know you, but you know him. Why? Because he has clouds now, he has status. You know, in footballing, sometimes you see people run, hey, Ronaldo, see Ronaldo. Messi, Messi was almost the god of some people. Ron, Maradona, huh? Maradona, they call him god of football or something. But the, the guy or the man doesn't know them. And they can kill themselves over what he does or what he doesn't do. Sorry, I like football, but then I'm not fanatic. I love watching good football because once in a while sometimes look at scores. Okay, I think Arsenal is playing today. Okay. So we know who will be top four. Coming into top four, right? Praise the Lord. Some people are looking at me and wondering what is he saying? It's okay. We all have our preferences. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right. Let's get back to the word. Elon Musk is $268 billion of net worth. Being the richest man in the world. I asked myself, does this man know the Lord? What relationship does he have with God? And I found out after studying that indeed, he doesn't have a relationship with God. And he was asked a question at some point, I think, was it this year? And his own mindset, he believes, he said he believes in the principles of Jesus, he believes in the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not lie, and all of that. He believes in turn the other cheek, he believes in forgiveness and all of that. But then he could not just get himself to accept the Lord Jesus. Why? Because his belief is that the world is controlled by or what we call modern nature. And then nature is equated to God. And that's it for him. Every other thing outside of that, they are good principles. Of course, leadership principles praise the Lord but the truth is this is he reigning in life does he have an understanding of his purpose can he say of a truth that when he meets the father at the end of the age and the books are opened and what is written concerning him in the volume of the books, it showed him. He has aligned to that. 
The same question I pose to you. Can you really say you are living in life? We pray. Lord, bless my business. Lord, cover my... my uh, give me more customers. Protect my business. Keep my customers. Let nobody steal my customers. That's a good prayer, right? Praise the Lord. Some of us are smiling. Yeah. Let nobody steal my customers. Why? Because if they are stolen, no money. Abby? Talk now. People, talk. Praise the Lord. But the question is, have we come to a place where we have asked the Lord, concerning this business, what is your intent for today? What is your purpose? What do you want to achieve from what I'm doing? You pray the psalmist prayer, bless the works of my hands. Why? Why do you want the Lord to bless the works of your hands? It is from that answer that you'll be able to know whether you are actually thinking of you or thinking of him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Jesus in John chapter 4 verse 34 speaking to his disciples after the engagement with the woman at the well said what? My meat or my food is to do the will of the one that has sent me and finish it. Please let's open to it. John chapter 4 verse 34. Good news translation still. Good news translation still. Media quickly. Thank you. My food, Jesus said, is to obey the will of the one who sent me and to finish the work he gave me to do. Do we know the work that God has given us to do? Can we say that what you are doing right now as we speak, as you are listening to me, hearing me speak, is what God has given you to do. See, it is better to, let's say, I mean, in motivation circles, it's better to know where you put your ladder, which wall you put your ladder, right? But then if you find out that you are almost at the top and you found out that the wall that your ladder is resting on is the wrong one, don't be proud. Just come down, JJ, and move it to the right wall. Why? Because you would have just wasted your entire life. The reason why we go this route sometimes, or all the time, is to jolt us, to bring us to a place of realignment, to bring us to a place where we are constantly seeing the Lord Jesus. Because at the end of our purpose is the Lord Jesus, standing and waiting. Standing and waiting, expecting that you will eat the target. Expecting that what you have, he has told you, that has been written concerning you, that has been spoken over you, you are constantly watching over it. You are constantly praying with it. You are constantly saying, Lord, help me. I want to do your will. I want to finish your work. Because at the end of the day, when you are not aligned to his will, when you are not in the path of his will, you end up at a different destination. There's a path that seems right to a man, but the end is destruction. 
the end is condemnation. May we not be like the man who was given the one talent. And he said, I know you are a hard man. Reaping where you did not sow. He was given an assignment. Somehow I feel the man who gave him the talent just wanted to help his situation. Why? Because he knew the kind of... Probably, I mean, they gave you one talent. They know you can't do more than... Even after you might be troubled. So let's just say, we can't cut the coin into two or the talent into two. Let's just give him one. Let's see what he will do with it. And interestingly, God is not interested in excuses. My mother was not a Christian. My father was not a Christian. I was not brought up in a Christian home. And all and all. Everyone has something written concerning them in the volume of the books. But the point is, have they even come into the kingdom to start with? That's why we go for evangelism. That's why we witness to our neighbors, our, our people around us, our, our business partners, and so on and so forth. And we encourage them to know the Lord. Why? Because everyone has a connected end. What they are going to contribute to the body is important for you as well. Praise the Lord. Why? Because Ephesians 4.16 lets us know that every joint supplies something. So don't think that the person you are looking at, that guy that is misbehaving, even like, uh, what do they call them now? The one they beat in Lagos recently. Hmm? Cross cross, uh, what do you call it? Dresser. Don't think that he doesn't have a purpose in God. He has a purpose in God. He has something to contribute to the house of God. He has something in the eternal purpose and plan of God to contribute. But he hasn't discovered it. Are we praying for people like that? How is our hunger and our desire to get them to come to a place of aligning themselves even as we also seek to align and remain focused. Praise the Lord. Father's doing the Father's will of uh, doing the Father's will is all that is pleasing to Him. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 9 to 10. Bring it up. Colossians chapter 1, verse 9 to 10. Apostle Paul was speaking to the church in Colossae. He said, For this reason I pray. Ever since we heard about you, we ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his what? Will. If you don't have the knowledge of God's will, there is no way, there is no way that you can actually achieve his will. It's not, it's, it's given. If one plus one is two, if you remove one, it cannot be two. Praise the Lord. Fill with the knowledge of his will. Go back with all the what? Wisdom. And understanding that his spirit gives. Ephesians 1.17 That he will give us a revelation in the knowledge of him. It cannot be outside his knowledge. Once we are not aligned to that knowledge, you might read it every day. Seriously, there are Christians that are I mean, reading the Bible, but they don't understand jack of what he's saying. Why? Because they are not ready, they are not opening their minds to receive instruction and to walk in instruction. 
2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 helps us to understand that. Correction and rebuke is not in their dictionary. It is their agenda. It is their own perspective of reigning in life that is more important. Praise the Lord. Jesus knew his own plan, or God's plan rather, for him. Jesus knew God's purpose for him. In Luke chapter 4, the Bible says he stepped up to the plate in the synagogue and reeled out Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And he has anointed me to do what? Bring freedom to the captive. Heal the brokenhearted. Bind wounds. I mean, of us can see of a surety that we have our, I mean, of course, we follow what Jesus, I mean, because we are living out his life, so to speak, continuously. But that aspect of what is said, how does it apply to us? And then more specifically, the words that have been given to us, how are we living it out? God's will is all that he cares about. That is what he will judge you by. Not about how many houses have been built, how many cars have been bought. Not about how many people you know with respect to contacts, whether in government circles or in some other circles. Fine. Those things are necessary. But is that what you base your life on? Is that what you dump your hopes, your reason for living on? If that is, then we need to realign. Praise the Lord. Jesus filled his conversation with his purpose. Everything he talked about, you will know this is the purpose of this person. Amen. Our purpose is for life. God's purpose is for us. How does it fill your conversation? Something you love, you will talk about, right? Something you are interested in. Something that takes your passion. Something that envelopes you. You wake up, you talk about it. You sleep, you talk about it in your dream. Yes, you talk about it in your dream. Because that is all your life is all about. Does it fill your conversations? Does it engage the people around you? Do they know you that know what Alagwaja is all about outreach? Sister Alagwaja, she's all about feeding the children, the less privileged, because that is God's purpose for our life. And she's investing herself, her time, her money. Any money she makes is going there. Any income she receives is going there. Why? Because that is what God is going to judge you by. Praise the Lord. I'm here this morning to stir us up, to come to a place of understanding that every other thing you do in engaging with the community, with the society, with the secular world around us must be geared to a place first of all, we must know if God is asking us to do all of that. True. We must come into a place where we are investing or pouring it into his kingdom purpose for us. Anything outside of that, we have just put our ladder on the wrong wall. 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The definition or definitions of reigning can be emphasized in three scriptures. I'll just give us these three scriptures. We can we'll run through them before we... Helping us to come into our reigning identity. Matthew 5, 13 to 16. 1 Peter 2, 9. And Revelation 5, 10. Matthew 5, 13 to 16 talks about what? Being salt and being light. Praise the Lord. Jesus specifically brought that up at the beginning of his engagement with the people so they know for surety how they are meant to engage the world around them. How we are meant to engage the world around us. We are the salt of the human race. That's what Good News Bible says. So how are you preserving? How are you uh, uh, bringing life? If you don't put uh, salt in rice, that's boiled rice now, how does it taste? Bland. It has no taste, right? No matter how many curry you put inside, no matter how many pepper you throw inside, it will just be bland. But once you introduce salt, it changes the game. So salt has become a game changer. So in other words, where you are, wherever you are, you are what? A game changer. Your influence, your control in the spirit now, we'll get to that in the second service. Your control in the spirit changes the atmosphere of that place. It changes the conditions that are working in the spirit because there is no vacuum in space, right? There is no vacuum in the spirit. If the spirit of God or the spirit of life is not somewhere, the spirit of, of the law of sin and death is in operation there. Romans chapter 8 verse 2 gives us that in, information or that instruction. First Peter 2, 9. Okay. I think we'll uh, stop here. We'll continue in the second service. And then we'll go depth into depth rather of reigning in space. But I believe we have been blessed. I believe we have been jolted to come to a place of understanding that we are not just living. So I cannot just sit down like that joke that we once heard of opportunity. Hmm? How many of us still remember that video? They said opportunity comes but once. Why are you knocking twice? Mm -mm. We cannot sit down and expect things to fall on our laps just like that. We must engage. First, to know the Lord deeply. Second, to know where we are standing. And it's the word of God that helps us to do that. Engaging him, engaging him in prayers, engaging him in study. Let's bow down our heads. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word that has come. We thank you that the life in your word is ever fresh and it is in abundance. Lord, the words that we have heard will not be wasted over us. We will stand up 
Because there is more to be done. Even for us that are in the center of your will for our lives, there is more to be done. We align ourselves. We come to a place of looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. We are not deceived. We are not set aside. We are not derailed. We are not sidelined. We are not sidetracked. Things that will cause distraction do not come. And then we fall. We rise. We stay strong. We remain focused. We have set our face like a flint. Your word guides us. Your word leads us. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. We believe you were blessed as you listened. Join us for a Sunday service at Metamorphosis Christian Center, Stanford Dialysis Building, beside Africa International College, opposite Sun City, Kaura District, Abuja. You can link with us on Facebook and YouTube at Metamorphosis NG. Metamorphosis Christian Center, reaching, raising, releasing.